Welcome to the Do The Woo Podcast, where we talk all things WooCommerce and any e-commerce news that affects you as a Woo user. Hey, Bob WP here. Just wanted to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Liquid Web. I know personally that Liquid Web has the best WooCommerce managed hosting you will find that will fit your needs no matter what you're selling or the size of your online store. Use the code BOBWP69 and you'll get 69% off your first three months of their most popular WooCommerce hosting plans. So head on over to Liquid Web using our link, bobwp.com forward slash woo. And now on to the show. Hey everybody, welcome to Do The Woo. We are back and we are at episode 18. I have my esteemed colleague, Brad Williams, joining me. Hey, Brad. Hello, Bob. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? I'm drowning. We're here in Drowning. Philly. It's been yeah. raining for like a week. week. But Last I heard it was a thousand days. Somebody said that on Twitter. So I thought it feels like that. it. Yeah. Feels yeah. like it. You know? okay. but, uh, <laughs> all good. Staying busy. So that's good. What about you? How are things over there? uh, Yeah. You know, it's been actually pretty good weather. We got rain today, but, you know, everybody thinks it rains all the time and it really doesn't, but that's another story. So, you know, it's, um, it's Frazier's fault. That's the only reason everybody watched (laughs) Frazier, you know, so love Frazier. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we have a special guest. Uh, I'm going to call him Cody L, but I do know it's Cody Landefeld. There you go. That was perfect pronunciation. <laughs> I thought he was coughing out with the L. He went for it. Yeah, I'm I, I you know, kind of get you freaked out there. Thanks for joining us, Cody. Oh, yeah. Thanks so much, guys, for having me. It's always fun to talk WooCommerce. Yeah, Cody's Cody's in the space. He's been doing quite a bit there and thought it'd be good to get him on and tell us a little bit about you know what he's up to. Uh, I'm I'm sure there's you know one or two people listening that's saying who's Cody. So why don't you why don't we dive into first you know what what you do in the WooCommerce space? Yeah, absolutely. Love to talk about myself. Um, I uh, so back in 2010, I co-founded a WordPress consultancy with my wife Raquel Landefeld, and we just focused on creating websites using WordPress. And then somewhere down the line, probably about three, four years in, I realized that it was incredibly difficult to differentiate and stake out the value of why we charge what we charge as an agency and started to pick out e-commerce as a uh, vertical that would be easier to quantify. And so we pretty much decided on it. At that point, maybe three, four years in and haven't looked back. And yeah, so that's that's what Motifect does. We are e-commerce consultants. We work on WooCommerce and we help with other things related to e-commerce stores. And we've got a great team that does some really good work uh, for helping support people technically on WooCommerce. Yeah, I love hearing about companies that clearly define their space, the vertical that they specialize in. And most of us in this industry are, we do WordPress, right? We do WordPress. What does that mean? That means a lot. That means bloggers all the way up to enterprise. It's like such a wide spectrum. And Cody, you and I've gone round and round and round talking about this. Um, but you took it one step further. You, you narrowed in on the e-commerce side of it and now WooCommerce specifically. Um, that had to be kind of a, a, a 
I mean, was it a risky decision at the time? I guess is my question. Cause you know, kind of going all in on a specific vertical, you might feel like you're leaving some money on the table for other projects that aren't e-commerce related. Um, maybe talk a little bit about how you came up with that decision and, and some risks that, that were involved with it. Oh yeah. I mean, I think anytime you make decisions that are very specific or decisions that, that, yeah, that, that are more focused, it's always, it's always comes with a little bit of fear and trepidation. But in our case, you know, we didn't say no to any WordPress inquiries. We kept uh, fielding those requests and we still work on some WordPress sites specifically, but yeah, it, it was, it was tricky. I think the, the realization of it is that it doesn't happen overnight. Surprise, surprise. There's no shortcut to getting yourself, you know, massive success. You know, I think that's how we think, you know, of companies or individuals that become successful. They're like here overnight and they're this big success story. But the reality of it is it took, it took years of just starting to talk about this vertical and starting to write articles and started to just make sure all of our conference talks were matching up with the vertical. And it just, it's become something that's still gaining momentum. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, yeah, it's, it was scary and it's, and it's taken a lot of work, but um, yeah, it's definitely in progress for sure. Yeah. And you mentioned articles, content, I think mode effect and, and what you're doing there is a real prime example of um, having a really great content strategy, which I think a lot of companies lack. As much as we talk about publishing and writing content and blogging in the WordPress space, um, and, and I can understand why, right? Like it probably feels like, well, I, there's there's areas that my time's better spent than writing an article for my blog or you know recording a video to demo something or to talk about a topic. Um, you've done it really well for years now. Um, you have a great strategy. And if you haven't seen it, go to modeeffect.com slash articles and check out some of the great content they've been putting out. But um, I guess, you know, talk a little bit about the content and like the, the, the idea of using that as such a strong marketing and sales strategy for your company and how that's, how that's helped you grow over the years. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, it's, that's, that's the thing, right? It's, uh, it's, certainly by no means to raise up a flag of saying that we're smarter or we're luckier or we're better than anyone. It literally was just a decision to say, we are going to plant a flag and we're going to invest on a long-term journey that's going to hopefully get us more recognition from the types of clients that we want to attract. And just, just, yeah, just, just really hunkering down and deciding to write articles and find out what people are searching for and answer some of those questions in the articles and doing that for years. I mean, we're probably four or five years into that journey of content marketing. And I I, I can honestly say that it's gotten us uh, really great opportunities to meet some of our best clients. And they've just found us, you know, by looking at the article or even just we found that that um, even if it doesn't create a, a, a client right away, you might hear from somebody who's found us through search or found us through uh, another referral. A lot of times they'll go onto our website and check our articles and find out if we know what we're talking about. And that's a difference between 
maybe how we think of uh, other clients that find us in the WordPress space. I mean, a lot of the store owners, they're small business owners. They're not, uh, they don't have massive staffs with big warehouses often. Uh, and they are very hands-on and they want to know that the company that they're going to entrust their full business online to really knows what they're doing and understands the software that they run their business on. So that's why articles for us in this particular vertical have worked out so well. Yeah, and that's oh, tough. Good, Bob. Oh, no, I was just going to say that I, I can so relate because I just, I don't know, two, three weeks ago did for our local WooCommerce meetup uh, uh, content strategy type thing. And mm-hmm. it, it was very lightly attended, should I say? And I think for all the reasons <laughs> that Brad said, and of course, you know, actually getting physically to a space, but it is, uh, um, it's something that, you know, I w- almost wish I would have had you there, Cody, streamed in saying, here's somebody that works with clients all the time, and he's going to tell you how important this is, why you were smart to come here, but unfortunately you weren't there. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, you, you, you've got it, you've got it down, and I wish more had the time or the incentive or the resources to do it. And because I think they would find the value there. So I mean, it's, so it's what were you going to say? Cost, it's such a low cost marketing effort, right? Like it's ultimately it's your time, which, you know, I understand there's a cost. There's always a cost with our time, but you're not shelling out physical dollars out of your pocket to get started. Like obviously right. if you're a big strategy and bring in marketing companies and help define content, keyword strategies and stuff. Sure. There's a cost, but just to get going, like when we first launched our company, I just started writing about stuff. Like just to yeah. put a blog post out every day or every other day around topics around WordPress and just around the internet. And and as we were trying to find, and this was before we were all in on WordPress, just trying to find our footing, but I was just writing and it was starting to bring traffic, you know, and it was starting over time as we got more and more focused on WordPress and our content was more focused on WordPress, it started bringing in the right traffic that we wanted. Um, so it's always been a big part of our strategy as well. Um, writing about not just, like stuff that necessarily our clients are looking for, but also writing, you know, being thought leaders, writing about new technologies or new things we're working with or new services we're playing with just to show that we're, we're out there, you know, um, checking out new stuff. So um, if, I mean, it's the number one recommendation I give people, especially when they first start is like, write, You know, write, write good content um, and just learn how to do it. There's tons of articles online. Look at people like Cody and it's such a great tool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and I think the key thing with a lot of business owners, and we all can relate to this, we're small business owners, we've got a lot of hats we wear, a lot of things to do, and it's really, Brad, you said this earlier, it's something that we question the effectiveness of it because we don't maybe don't see immediate results, mm-hmm. so it's easy to abandon it, but the key thing is specifically with content is that you have to be consistent to really see any results. And, you know, Google doesn't, I mean, obviously you could pay upteen amount of dollars to get yourself into Google ads and top spots for search. But ultimately, if you want to win with search, you have to invest long-term. You have to be consistent. You have to dedicate yourself to, to learning about what type of content is going to best attract the folks that you want to do business with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is more long, long tail, um, and it is a longer term strategy. You know what? Like you said, you wear a lot of hats. 
you know, when we first started back in the day, I used to just write blog posts like in the evening, you know, um, when the day was done, I'm sitting there watching TV or a movie kind of winding down. I would just start putting thoughts down, um, and, and basically drafting posts. And then usually I would tighten them up the next day or whatever, you know, during the work day when my, my mind was probably a little fresher, but, um, it was a good way to kind of find that time to get it in there. Um, and I really think it is, it is important. And, you know, Bob, you know, you said you had a light turnout and yeah, I don't think people understand the value here, but maybe it's good for, for those of us that do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So what I'm curious about now is, so you've been, you, you found this spot in e-commerce that you've been doing for quite a while now. Where has this kind of wrapped itself around to the sweet spot? What are you seeing with your clients and where have you found to, you know, it's, it's kind of like, okay, you start with, the, you get down to this WooCommerce level, but then you start looking at how can we most effectively help our clients? And I'm sure there's, you know, tons of areas and stuff, but what has been that, like I said, that sweet spot for you at your agency with your clients? Yeah, that's a good question. And it's something that's continuing to get more and more clear as we go, but I think the best fit for mode effect stores that are earning somewhere into the one to 10 million. I know that's pretty, pretty wide, probably more closer to three to five, three to seven million a year running WooCommerce, getting a certain volume of sales and traffic. Um, that re- that really unearths a lot of potential problems a business of that size can be having. So that's, that's been really a great, Uh, type of qualifier for a client for us because then you know there is some budget to be able to invest in solving some of these problems and then the client is going to get such a great return on that investment as well because we know there's likely already a lot of traffic there's already a lot of performance issues that they're seeing and so right off the bat we can identify challenges with their speed on their site rather for uh, on the front end for the customer on the back end for their staff that uses it to process and do all the shipping or whatever connections there are. So that's, that's really our sweet spot stores that, that have been up for a while. We don't want to be, you know, I mean, with, with, with all due respect, I mean, I love to get on a call and give store owners some advice on things to do when they're starting. But for us, we'd rather meet a store that's, gotten to a certain point of, of growth and challenge to be able to really understand their problems and give the, the, the solutions that our team can provide to be able to help them, you know, improve those things and sustain it and scale as well. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, it makes sense, right? Like you said, it's fun to, to, to talk to new store owners and startups. Um, but when you start to it's enough now with the low barrier to entry for WordPress and for WooCommerce. You know, most people probably get a store running pretty quickly on their own. doesn't mean they're going to necessarily be selling much, if anything, but they could get it up and running. But when you do right. start to see that growth and those orders come in, scaling is probably the number one, you know, problem that you run up against. Um, yeah, and those growing. those companies, they, they just, what happens typically is they either put it together themselves uh, or they had, you know, somebody come in in the beginning and put it together or hired somebody internally or a small agency that maybe is just WordPress um, focused and they don't understand e-commerce problems at scale. 
and they don't approach it from a standpoint of knowing e-commerce. And so that's the difference that our team, uh, the value that we provide is we understand common challenges that e-commerce stores have. And it's not specific just to WooCommerce as a whole. Of course, that's a big part of it. But there are other things that still baffle me with a company that's doing possibly up to 10 million a year, five to 10 million. I mean, they're, they're still not doing one-on-one things right with automation. Uh, and they're still doing things that aren't right with Google Analytics. And so that's exciting for us to come in and recognize those quick wins and say, right off the bat, if we set these things up right, there's going to be X amount more dollars added to your bottom line. And we're producing massive value for these stores just by, you know, within a, a first interaction and understanding their store a little bit. Mm-hmm. So do you find it, that makes me think of, you know, extensions, plugins. Do you find that you go in there a lot of times and they're using, you know, at that beginning, they found this perfect so-called extension and it was doing so-and-so XXX. Well, now it's to the point where they think it's still doing the best it can do, but really what they need is beyond that particular plugin or that plugin isn't really serving it right. Is that one of the kind of the hot points you always find find often in the sites or? Oh yeah. Well, so that, and that's, that's a perfect question because think about a store when it first launches and it starts to get a little bit of traffic, a little bit of recognition for the people that they want to do business with, then growing to a point of, of the traffic that they'll need to produce in order to get around, you know, let's say, you know, $700,000 or, or sorry, maybe $100,000 a month in sales. A store with that much traffic and that many orders produced, uh, they are, it's, it's going to change how, it has to change how they approach maintaining their website and how they make changes to their website. And the typical add a free plugin or add a plugin and activate it on your website uh, especially for e-commerce and store owners using WooCommerce can have a massively dramatic effect on the stability of your store. So what we typically like to do for a store in this particular in, you know, revenue range and traffic range is set them up with a proper DevOps setup and let them come into a uh, more of an enterprise type of setting where they can you know, not just have full right access to everything. So we want to secure it, we want to make sure it's stable, we want to make sure that you know anybody who has access, whether it's a marketing person internally or externally or a co-owner or whatever, can't just go into the WordPress admin and start adding plugins. So it's, mm-hmm. And even looking at the plugins that have been working for them up to that point, you know, we can identify challenges and things that need to be changed with that, whether we build new functionality to replace it or just dramatically scale down the amount of plugins that they're using. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it has to change the way that they approach when they get to that level. And I know even business owners probably don't appreciate hearing this or like hearing these things, but when it comes down to a value statement of saying that if we go through this process and we do this, there there's, there's can always be shown a massive opportunity for bottom line growth revenue wise when, when going through this process. And I imagine Brad, you see that even outside the woo. I mean, 
With, yeah, with I mean, this. it's, you know, you don't want people just going in, logging into the website and clicking update WordPress <laughs> or, or update WooCommerce on a production site and saying, oh, look, there's an update. I should click the button, right? You know, um, it's, it's around accountability and auditability and making sure yeah. that everything's done with certain intention and with the plan in place. Because, yeah, the, the smallest thing could have devastating effects, whether it could bring down your site. It could be something where it just slows it down. Something brings yeah. you know, comes to play that you weren't aware of, adds a couple seconds to load time. You don't realize it. You start dropping in Google rank or whatever, you know, little things like that that maybe aren't as obvious until it has a larger impact down the road. So yeah. uh, at a certain point, you do have to, Cody's point, you do have to kind of uh, grow up, if you will, and, and, and treat your website when it gets to that point as, you know, the professional website that it is. So um, and with that comes certain processes and, and that you need to have in place. Yeah, we love getting those phone calls from business owners or uh, clients that are just freaking out or stuff like that, as if we did it or, you know, I mean, because we're the, probably the only ones qualified to fix it. So I think the learning lesson, and I'm sure both of you guys know this very well, it's like we're responsible as consultants to identify from the type of business that they are and prescribe those types of things like saying, man, you really got to restrict access to this stuff and not allow them to, to put themselves in this position where they're going to fire drill us. Because in reality, when they do realize that their sales drop because the Google ranking dropped because the marketing guy that has access to the WordPress admin hit update or he changed or installed a plugin, who's going to come, who's going to be blamed for that eventually when they've dropped in a certain revenue and they have to start letting go of people. I mean, we're, we're going to get blamed in that. And we're possibly going to be shown the door. So that's, that's the impact that we, that we possibly face as a consultant. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Lots of stuff interesting. To yeah. Interesting stuff. So, so let's see, what else do we have in Woo news? Um, uh, just going to briefly mention storefront the popular theme. In fact, I, I'm, I'm wondering just, um, well, first 2.5.0 came out, has a little bit of, I don't know, I think it's, I wrote a post on, I should remember this, it has a cover block now on the homepage, so the default homepage for those that want to use that. Default homepage adds a little bit of extra branding and design there as far as being able to put in any of the other WooCommerce blocks uh, I'm just curious, do do any of these larger stores actually use storefront that is built out and customized? I'm, I, I'm curious about that because I always, you know, I'm in working with storefront or looking at a lot of times on different things. But from your experience, have you seen anybody that's done something with it that actually has scale to that effect or or is it pretty much a kind of a standard for a good smaller startup well uh so actually to answer the question i wish they would because for us we we put the most weight on storefront as being the go-to theme that's most secure most updated and most trusted um yeah i mean if for a store owner just choosing a theme we typically almost always see somebody using some stinking theme using flip like sorry i really uh i have a lot of pain related to this <laughs> like a builder like a like a visual composer or something from envato and not that envato is wrong uh not that these themes are wrong but but the 
what typically happens is people get themselves in this this uh, theme ecosystem that their business is built around, and they don't realize the challenges that they're going to run into when their store gets certain traffic and certain sales, and it's just you're 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 setting yourself up for a bad uh, thing. So I, I yeah, I mean, we don't see that people are using storefront enough. I feel like Envato is unfortunately pretty much got the market cornered on those entry-level themes and ecosystems and WooCommerce definitely needs to step up their game to uh, make sure that they're in front of more uh, potential store owners that are starting their sites. And there's probably that perception um, that if you pay for something, it must be better, right? Even though that's not always the case. You You have something like storefront, you know, you look at like the just WordPress starter themes um, well, this one costs 50 bucks. It must be better than something like underscores, you know, mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily true. So, yeah. um, yeah, it's a lot of, it's an education thing too. Right. But I mean, it's, it's 200,000 active installs over 3 million downloads. It's being used. Yeah, definitely is. Yep. Yep. I use it on all my demos. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's like that way I know things won't go sideways. So I don't. Yeah, well. it's, it's the it's the industry standard for us. I mean, that's what we try to move all of our clients to if we're ever in a position of refreshing their site or changing their theme. Um, it's just, yeah, I mean, it's just so many benefits. But see, that's the thing. I mean, we, like Brad said, I mean, we got to educate people. And that's why you want to, that's why it's we're coming full circle here. Back to yeah. the content, the articles. You got to educate store owners on you know, what they're doing. But Ultimately, um, I think that what's happening is store owners just, they don't care about WordPress. They don't care about WooCommerce. They've landed on WooCommerce or WordPress for whatever instance, and they're going to choose something that's probably got the best marketing and the best packaging and the best presentation. And, you know, Envato does a great job of that. You know, they, they got, they got the, the market cornered on that stuff. Yeah. I think that is, is always going to be a challenge because, um, I almost I almost dove into this earlier, and and this might be something for another show. But just just the whole WooCommerce position up against the other e-commerce platforms like Spotify, like Big Commerce, and Shopify. these other platforms that you're seeing you see commercials for. You know, you see them on TV, you see ads all over the internet um, for these other platforms. You know, start here, twenty bucks a month, thirty bucks a month, away you go. Um, and then positioning something like WooCommerce, which by and large, I think WordPress is in a bit of the same situation, trying to position mm-hmm. WordPress up against things like Wix and Squarespace that are advertising all over the place, including the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, but to say, oh, well, ours is just as good, even though maybe it's free out of the box, but this is this paid thing. Well, it must be better, right? Like they're on TV. It costs money. <laughs> it must be better than that, that free open source thing. A lot of it is education. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. It's the biggie <laughs> educating the, the masses. Yeah. And I think a lot of times there's so much weight on the consultants. So for, for us at Modefect, I mean, we're not having an impact on those first store builds typically. However, we get in a lot of conversations and I recommend people using Shopify all day, you know, cause here's the thing, like, and we all know this, I mean, Bob, I, you and I have talked about this at length. I mean, setting up WooCommerce and a certain store, it is not for the faint of heart. I mean, it is not as easy as running a credit card on on Shopify and getting your your store products loaded and launching your site. You know, I mean, they've 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 done such a good job on it, but unfortunately, it's not as easy 
with WooCommerce. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, yep. that's my go-to answer when every family member is like, hey, I was thinking about selling this thing that I make in my kitchen on the weekends. Could you set me up a WordPress site? I'm like, you know, <laughs> no. you should go use Shopify. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to support you. <laughs> right. And we'll move you to WordPress when you start making some money, yeah. when it's yeah. not even a conversation of, of like having to pay for something. Proof of concept, right? See if it works. Yeah. And if it works, right. yeah. that's why I, uh, people are just starting a site for fun. I'm like, WordPress.com, go set it up, play around with it. And if you decide that you want to get a little more serious about it and it's working and you're happy with it, we can talk about, you know, getting you on your own host and, and using the, the dot org. Uh, yeah. So, but if yeah, you're going to set people, up, I, Oh, sorry. I got to, I got to plug Bob for a second. If you're going to set up a wordpress.com site, use Bob's link to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. Bob, Bob's got a link for everything. Just... Yeah. I got a link for everything. I'm, I'm good that way, but yeah, it's interesting. Cause on, on, our blog, the WooCommerce focused one. I mean, I can see from the top ranked posts that people are still, I mean, the most popular are understanding variations, understanding external products, understanding coupons, the basics of WooCommerce. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's always going to, going to be there, but um, it's also that extending it. But, but anyway, yeah, it's a, it's a, a definitely education. We, we got to keep pumping it at them and, doing the best we can so the other thing i wanted to talk about is and this is kind of a little bit off topic but it's still woocommerce is woocommerce meetups and i know they have dozens of them i don't know maybe they're in the hundreds now i think worldwide so they're if people aren't familiar with meetups you know they're in person physical meetups where you have workshops presentations networking and WordPress has had their meetups for a long time. WooCommerce kind of got into it. And I know that we did, we started one in Seattle about, <clears throat> I don't know when it was, it was, I might've been shortly after the first WooConf. Um, but it's been, it was around for about three years or more. And we, I'm, I'm just finally pulling back from it because what we, and, and the reason I bring this up is, um, Cody and his um, better half actually run the Phoenix WooCommerce meetup. And I'm not sure, is there one in Philly or not? Nope. No, we have the Philly meetup group and then we have a Burbs, like suburbs meetup group. Yeah, they know the Burbs, yeah. They're WordPress focused while there are WooCommerce topics and presentations. It's not yeah. only WooCommerce. Yeah. So I found it's very, I, I see WooCommerce meetups being very popular and very well attended. We, from the get-go when Michael Tieso, who used to work for WooCommerce, when we first started, we kind of, I mean, we got some, a few good ones, but it was always a struggle to get people there. My consensus was after three years is that it was almost, well, first of all, Seattle meetup space is kind of bizarre in its own way. And that's another whole topic. But at the same time, what I found is that People that were really building sites, you could get them there. And this is not the, I don't say the really the developers, more people, you know, just kind of somewhere in the middle there, somewhere, you know, as far as producing or um, helping create um, WooCommerce sites. And there's the store owners, which I know, even though we tried every possible way, almost impossible to get them there because 
time. I think it's time. It's physical, you know, to get them there. And, and a lot of them just, it, it's hard to reach those, those um, store owners. And we just struggled with getting people there. And I think, and what we've done is I've actually stepped back and said, okay, since I have to drive three hours to this meetup, from where I am, I said, you know, I think it's time to pull back. We incorporated it with the WordPress meetup to be quarterly. And I've encouraged somebody else that was doing this with me to just focus more on a smaller dev meetup because the developers in WooCommerce seem to be the only ones that really have any interest in going to a meetup. And even finding those can be a little bit difficult. So really small groups, it's been a struggle in our area. What have you found in Phoenix with yours? Well, I think the benefit that we had is, you know, Raquel does such a good job on, on running these and putting them together. And she's got a lot of experience with her participation with the actual WordPress meetups. Um, and also what even precedes that is that the Phoenix meetup community has, um, I mean, I don't want to say a number, but it's pretty, it's pretty large. I mean, we've got pretty well-attended meetups all around the Valley mm, and they're consistent okay. as well for, and they have been for years. So I think we had the benefit of that momentum and then also Raquel's experience with being able to set things up and run them as well. Uh, so we were successful right out of the gate attracting, you know, around anywhere from 20 to 50 people with each mm -hmm. meetup. And, um, you know, it has been interesting because I've, I, what I've been able to notice is that people are interested in certain topics, uh, certain oh, topics yeah. attract certain crowds. Um, but we've been able to notice that there are anywhere from regular WordPress developers come out who do work on the occasional WooCommerce site. Uh, store owners do come out. Uh, we've got people, depending on the topic, other e-commerce people that don't work on WooCommerce per se, uh, who also attend the meetup as well. So I know my partner has a .NET consultancy and his team members come out because, you know, for instance, we just had Chris Klosowski do a talk on A-B testing. And what was really, really cool is that these guys don't give a rat's behind about WordPress, but the things that Chris Klosowski was able to share they actually, as a .NET consultancy, took that and started using it on their clients. And within a week or two, they had some massive wins uh, applying some of that knowledge. So, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely been neat to see, you know, that type of mix of attendees come out. Um, you know, I think that realistically, just like with the content, I think it's just a consistency thing. Yeah. Just keep yeah. the meetup consistent. And yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I couldn't speak to Seattle I think yeah. the only thing I can think is just we have a really good uh, meetup community out here in Phoenix and yeah. um, they come out to a lot of things and they've been able to do that with WooCommerce as well. You know, and I think the interesting thing with Seattle is, and not to get into the whole history, but I've been with the Seattle meetup since 2000, probably about eight years, I think. So back when I was doing... But, and I was an organizer, lead organizer in that for a while, and there's various people. But in the early years, we used to have these huge meetups. I mean, we would have these basic meetups that were the WordPress meetups. We could get 70, 80 people easily. And they were, and then something kind of clicked. I, maybe I stopped organizing. No, I'm just kidding. That wasn't that. <laughs> but 
But something clicked along the way that we just saw this. There was kind of some changes in the meetup and stuff. And then when we tried to get it back on track, it's just been leveled out very low. And it's it's a and I, I think it is. I don't know if it's based on. I, I can't. I don't know why you would say region or anything. But the community here, we can get it through the WordCamp, you know. But I think a lot of the people don't feel, uh, I don't want to get into the whole community thing, but tied to so-called community. They come to WordCamp, a lot of people, because it's a conference and it's a way to learn about WordPress and connect with other people. As far as being part of the community year-round, I think people don't quite get into it as much as as um, we would want to see or the potential or whatever. And there's, there's a lot of different reasons there. That's, so it's, it's, we had a long history of it here. It's just that at some point it just clicked. And uh, it's, it's, been a, um, it's been interesting in any space of our meetups to get much interaction and much, I mean, interaction, actually attendance and stuff. So, so it's, um, it's, it's it's a, a it's an interesting dynamic meetups from place to place and uh but I'm glad to see that they're they are um robust in other areas and stuff. Yeah, uh, so far so good. Cool. So so anyway, um anything else that's Brad, you got any other anything else that's chomping at the bit there? I think we covered it this week. Yeah. Okay. Good chats, Cody. Okay, cool. Definitely appreciate you coming on. Yeah, yeah. Always fun to talk with both of you guys. Yeah, definitely. So, well, uh, let's see. So what's, what's anything exciting going on in the, um, anybody have anything they want to share coming up in the near future that they're doing or going to or anything? I'm uh, going to the WP engine summit. Are you guys going out to that? No, you know, I've never been yeah, to one. Sure. I've yeah, no. Emmett, I've never been. Saw Emmett Smith is speaking, so instant cool. instant registration for that dude. <laughs> yeah. Like that was that was the clincher, honestly. Yeah. I was like, that's like my hero, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I saw him once in a restaurant eating a steak, but I didn't talk to him. So yeah. Yeah. Oh no. man. Well, uh, Uh, I was a huge fan. She named her cat. Oh, wow. cool. <laughs> um, I'll be uh, I'll be checking out Word Sesh. It's going to be the twenty second of May, so next week, all online, all free. So go check it out. WordSesh.com. Some good topics mm-hmm. coming up. Cool. All right. Okay. Well, and I'm not doing anything exciting, so um, I may I may hit up Blue Sesh. I'm not sure, but um. But uh, yeah, cool. Well, appreciate it, and uh, do want to give our sponsor one quick shout out, Liquid Web. Uh, and actually, they've—I um, even have a better deal now for you. So if you go to their site, you can get uh, you know the WooCommerce plan for sixty-nine percent off for the first three months, and that's using uh, Bob WP sixty-nine the code and. There's actually a uh, landing page there for me, and I neglected to get it set up. But by the time 
this is ready, you should be able to go to bobwp.com forward slash woo and you'll end up on that page. And um, yeah, so I appreciate their support. I appreciate Cody taking the time. We'll have to have you back. And, and Brad, as always, I, you know, I, I couldn't do it without you, buddy. Yeah, always a good time, Bob. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, thanks, everyone. You can subscribe at the usual spots. Until the next time, we'll see you later. Yeah.